BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. <clears throat> Checking levels. Okay. Welcome to another episode of The Basin Binge. If you... You can probably already tell not a normal episode of the t- Basement Binge. Uh, no two cents, no binge points, nothing like that. The only editing that I'm going to do to this is just increasing the volume to a consistent level. So, Isaac, I appreciate all you're doing, but if you listen to this episode, it'll be clear why it wasn't edited. It's um, just a very personal story about my life and Wreck-It Ralph and how it's forever a part of my history. I mean, you saw the title. Um, There's, of course, going to be a main episode on Wreck-It Ralph later this year. That was already planned. This episode that you're listening to was not something that was originally scheduled, but was kind of just a spur-of-the-moment decision. So for now, this is just mainly for me, something that I personally feel like I need to do. Uh, It's been on my mind for a few days, and tonight just randomly decided to, to do it and make it happen. Uh, so, yeah, of course, there is a more traditional episode happening on the Basement Binge later for Record Ralph. Um, but this is a very personal story, personal history. By no means is this an attempt to be fake or vulnerable in the ruined social media type. They've taken a great word and kind of ruined it with fakeness. It's just simple and genuine to verbally tell my history about the impact that a film called Wreck-It Ralph has had on my life. Um, I don't have any plans to reveal all the secrets of my life to the world and to the internet. Um, This is a very personal history and it will reveal some personal things about me. If that bothers you or if you're not interested in that, click away. That's fine. You don't have to keep listening. I understand. This isn't a normal episode. Just keep your ears perked for... A more traditional episode coming soon. There's a bunch. I recorded one earlier today that you'll probably get next week. Um, but if you're interested in why I care about Wrecker Ralph and why sitting down to record this episode tonight, totally unplanned, and why it's deeply personal to me, then keep listening. So let's go back in time and talk about the movie Wrecker Ralph. It was released in October of 2012, um, and then later the Blu-ray was released in March of 2013. The Blu-ray is important to the story, so that's why I bring that up. 
So at the time when the movie was released, I was 15. I remember seeing it in theaters and be totally blown away by it and really loving it. And then after we went and saw it in theaters with my family, I kept begging my parents to buy it on Blu-ray. I wanted to own it. I wanted to watch it again. So later, about a year later for Christmas in 2013 when I was 16, they gave it to me for Christmas. My parents did. And I was well into high school at this point. I had a girlfriend. I had a big friend group. There was many things that I could have done over my Christmas break. But what I chose to do was to watch Wreck-It Ralph. I'd gotten it for Christmas, and that's all I wanted to do. In fact, every single day that remained of that Christmas break, I watched Wreck-It Ralph. Sometimes multiple times a day for the course of about two weeks. I pretty much had the whole thing memorized because I watched it at least once a day for the period of about two weeks. So you may be asking, why in the world would a 16-year-old especially be watching Wreck-It Ralph so many times on repeat? No, obviously, that's a good question. Uh, there were a few different answers. First, I really liked the movie, obviously. I found it hilarious and wildly fun and entertaining. So I watched it, and I had fun every single time. The biggest reason, though, is because I related to Ralph. I felt a very personal connection to Ralph. I relate to him more than any per other person I have ever. You know, an actual human or fictional character. I've never related to anyone more than Wrecker Ralph, and that's still true to this day. Um, Ralph made me, f made me feel understood. I didn't even realize back then what I do now. And I'll get into more of that later. How now, in hindsight and learning more things, I feel like I relate to Ralph even more. But before I knew any of that... Ralph made me feel understood, even a bit validated. To keep it simple and private and not reveal too much about myself, there were choices that I had made in my life at that age that made it really hard to accept myself. I didn't really like who I was because of the choices that I made. I mean, maybe I'll have the guts to talk about it later. It's something that I feel very personal about and want to make a difference in the world because I know I'm not the only one. But right now, all I have the courage to say is that I did not like who I was, and I felt like a bad guy who wasn't accepted or loved by his peers or family, and all I wanted was to be a good guy. I didn't want to be the bad guy anymore. Um, I wanted to love myself and to accept myself and to feel love and acceptance. So in the film, at the end of it, when Ralph sacrifices himself for Vanellope and says, I'm bad, and that's good, I will never be good, and that's not bad, there's no one I'd rather be than me. It hit a place in me I didn't know was there. I finally knew what I was wanting without even totally understanding it. I have experience and training and insights about myself now that help me understand that. At the time, I don't think I understood the level of relation I had to that. But there was something about that moment that always hit a part in me that hadn't been reached. Um... I wanted so badly to overcome my bad choices to be able to accept myself. I, I still want that. I still feel that way in a lot of ways. Um, in addition to that, I also related to Ralph because part of my discovery of some sliver of self-acceptance came through a girl. Just like Ralph comes to accept himself through the kindness and love of a girl who's his friend, I had that same thing. In fact, there were two girls specifically that I can think of. Jennifer Evans and Tiffany White. If either of you are listening to it, thank you for the ways that you changed my life and you probably don't realize, and I'm sorry for the ways that I hurt both of you. Um, later, this role 
would be filled by my wife. She still continues to do that today, and I'm extremely grateful for her. No one compares to what she's done for me. Um, but that was very later in my life that she came along at a different point. So these two girls accepted me. They helped me. They loved me. And that made a world of a difference in my life because I felt like no one else gave that to me. Um, turns out that I still need the same help, though. And Daisha, my wife, has filled that role for me in ways I didn't even know were possible. So Daisha, when you listen to this, I love you, and I'm really grateful. So, Record Ralph, specifically Ralph, and his journey made me feel understood. It gave me hope. When so much of my life was filled with self-hatred and doubt, despair, and grief, putting in the Blu-ray and quoting every line along the way was a light at the end of a tunnel that had been pitch black for a really long time. So I'd watch it every day as a reminder that there was hope. And I would cry every time as Ralph falls towards Diet Coke Volcano or Diet Cola. It was a reminder that there was a chance for me to overcome everything that I was experiencing. So it's interesting revisiting Record Ralph all these years later with a new knowledge and experience. I thought it might lose a little bit of its power over me because of the ways that I've grown and changed. Uh, there's still so much of that teenager in me who, with those same problems. I'm still facing them today. I'm still relying on my wife to help me overcome them. And we're working really hard, and I'm working really hard to overcome them and to make better choices and to not have this bad core belief, but to have a better one. So anyway, I thought it might lose a bit of its power. But in all that I'm learning about myself through this experience and trying to become better, Ralph has become even more so an embodiment of my personal journey. I was amazed by how much I really am like Ralph. Or maybe Ralph's like me, however you say it. Uh, again, without getting into it too heavily, my self-worth, specifically when I was a teenager, that period of my life when Wreck-It Ralph came out, my self-worth was something I always viewed more as an achievement because I didn't have much self-worth because of the negative and bad choices I had made and how I viewed myself as a bad person. The only way that I felt like I could have any worthiness was through reaching specific achievements for one reason or another, especially during that time in my life. It still affects me to this day, but especially then it was at its peak. So to be specific, by achieving specific grades or accolades or statuses or opportunities or whatever, I could achieve self-worth, or so I thought, specifically from my family. And it didn't help that the ways that my family valued, I was underperforming. I looked and compared myself to my family, and I struggled to come even close to any of their achievements. I was constantly being surpassed by my younger siblings in everything. And the things that I was good at and the talents that I did have fell away. You know, I struggled to become anything but what I believed I was as the bad guy. That idea of myself became stronger and stronger as my siblings around me achieved more and more and I achieved less of less. And I thought they were receiving acceptance and I was receiving none. Exactly the way that Ralph looks at Felix in his apartment and the Nicelanders giving him pie and giving him awards and how he wishes to receive some award so that the Nicelanders will accept him. And because he's different, they don't. And it, this is no fault of my siblings. 
Um, I had made different choices than them and had different talents and experiences, but I kept comparing myself to their achievements. So I was comparing the so the the assumed acceptance that I thought was associated with their achievements, and I observed that I wasn't receiving it. So the acceptance for myself grew less and less because I thought my family accepted me less and less. I kept searching for a chance to have the rewards and associated acceptance of those around me, not just my family members, but my peers. Just like Ralph, I was trying ridiculous things to have a medal because if I could observe if I have a medal, they'll accept me. So there were many times I went to extreme and unhealthy measures to achieve acceptance just so I could accept myself subconsciously. I didn't even know that's what I was doing. I just longed and fought for someone to like me. And the thing is they did, but I didn't like myself. So in my subconscious mind, they weren't able to like me. And I'm realizing that now looking back, but at the time I didn't. It just so personally felt like they weren't accepting me. So, looking back, like I just said, in my past self with new experience, new trainings, new insights, I realize I did exactly what Ralph is doing. And seeing Ralph do it, I saw myself in that. Very specific moments in my life came back with such clarity as I watched the film tonight. Um, There was even a time in my life, to branch off a little bit from Ralph's story, where I I achieved a specific status, and it gave me a great amount of validation, and I was happy, and I accepted myself, but when that status ended, as it was intended to, it wasn't one that was meant to last forever, and I knew that, but when that status ended, so did the acceptance. My family's view of me didn't change, but my view of their view of me changed, because the view of myself changed. Uh, I fell even harder down to where I was before. That pit that I finally climbed out of through that acceptance because of that status, I fell back into and it was twice as deep. Um, So I'm still on a journey somewhere, somewhere getting out of it, to overcome all of that, that big fall, to finally just value myself for who I am and for what I'm not, to finally stop comparing myself to what I don't need to be. Um, it isn't some complacent acceptance of faults and general badness, but an internal acceptance of myself. Changes and improvements still need to be made, but I can accept myself for me. I'm still working towards it. It's still a battle. And it's been on my mind recently, heavily. So tonight, as I watched Wrecker Ralph, the final moment of Ralph's sacrifice did lose a little bit of a, its power, but it's just because I realized the difficult journey ahead of myself to achieve that deep personal acceptance. I don't have a diet cola volcano to dive into to save someone I love, but I do have the power to say I'm bad and that's good. I will never be good and that's not bad. There is no one else I'd rather be than me. Not justifying my faults or excusing the need to improve, but accepting me for me, for what I am, and for what I'm not, and then working ferociously to reach my own personal potential by overcoming mistakes and habits and being better and making better choices and using my talents for what they are and realizing that the people around me really do accept me.
to quote Ralph, turns out I don't need a medal to tell me I'm a good guy. Because if that little kid likes me, how bad can I be? And I can't end this episode without saying again, thank you to my wife, Daisha, for liking me, to use the phrase of Ralph, enough to help me like myself. Thanks for being there in ways I didn't know I needed, Daisha. And thank you to the creators of Wreck-It Ralph for the invigorated hope that you've always given me, whether I was 15 or 16 or 24. Thanks for making something good enough for me that I can learn from and that I can appreciate. So, why am I crying and telling this story? I, I don't know. Something inside of me told me that I needed to. I think it's for me in my own catharsis and my own continued journey of improvement and acceptance. Maybe it's even for one of you who are listening. I don't mean to sound pretentious, but I know that there's power in sharing our experiences with others. And aside from any any of that, this is something that I needed and I really enjoyed. I've really been trying to work on myself lately, and this podcast, specifically about Wreck-It Ralph and this very personal history it has with me, is something that has been on my mind for the past few days, and I haven't been able to put off. I have a plan, I have a schedule for the podcast and episodes, and this is without a doubt not part of it. Not part of it as in not the type of episode I wanted, and also not in the time frame when I planned on talking about it. Now, I'm still planning on talking about Wreck-It Ralph later this year in a more traditional episode, so subscribe for that. But tonight, there was something... A few days ago, I wrote it down to do this episode. And then those emotions that motivated that kind of left. And I was like, well, maybe not. And I got... I doubted myself. And tonight, it just came on strong that I needed to do it. And I'm really glad I did. This podcast, this... Watching the movie, any type of story or self-discovery or learning about the journey you have is never wasted it doesn't it's not a magical snap dive towards your diet cola volcano and it's all better you know not to spoil the future podcast on the ref ralph series but if you watch ralph breaks the internet you realize there's a lot more than just that one moment it's a journey so i'm just grateful for another notch in the ladder to help me out of this hole so I don't know why I'm doing this. I just felt like I needed to. I'm glad I did. It was nerve-wracking. I'm Even as I'm sitting here recording, finishing up, I'm nervous about uploading it. But I'm so glad I did. And I know I'll be glad for the rest of my life that I did. So it was a release for me. And it gives me some type of fulfillment knowing that my experience might offer some upliftment to someone else. If it did, great. I'm happy. And if you want to talk to about it, me about it more... The links to all the ways you can contact me are in the show notes, if you want to. Emails, social media, it's all down there. Whether it was impactful for you or not, it was for me. So thanks for listening. I appreciate it. I appreciate it that you appreciate and accept me to some extent that so you'd be willing to listen to this 20-minute story about Wreck-It Ralph and listen to me cry about what it means to me. So thanks for listening. Of course, as always, I'm going to say, subscribe to The Basement Binge wherever you get your podcasts. There's more episodes coming. Probably not another one like this unless something else happens that, you know, urges me sp spontaneously to do this. But there's more episodes coming. Of course, a more traditional one on Wreck-It Ralph, but also a bunch of others. 
specifically Kubo and the Two Strings. That was the one I recorded earlier today that's going to come out later next week. So subscribe for that wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to this. My name's Harrison. This is The Basement Binge. And that's all for now. Ciao, ciao. Nice buns. Soft, fluffy, and ultra-low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra-low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O.